0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the EduBabble Emporium. Today we are going to take a slight turn and talk about abortion. Abortion devalues the life of the most innocent and destroys the lives of future humans, students, mothers, fathers, brothers and sisters. Sacrificing the lives of the unborn is an abomination to God. Sacrificing lives that were made in his image on the altar of convenience, financial stability, or a plethora of other personal and self-serving interests. As a Christian father, husband, teacher, and advocate for children, I can think of nothing more despicable than the act of abortion. I have sorrow for mothers that have been convinced that killing their unborn child is noble. And I am awestruck by the highly effective and deceptive powers of pro-death activists that have bamboozled millions into destroying 61 million American lives since 1973 and 1.7 billion lives worldwide since 1980. On July 23rd, 2020, Kristen Hawkins penned an opinion piece in USA Today. In it, she did an amazing job exposing Margaret Sanger and the racist eugenicist founding of the decrepit abortion mill known as Planned Parenthood. All across America, videos of activists attacking statues plays on a loop while some political leaders voice their support for removing all reminders of people whose personal histories put them in a negative light. In asking for the U.S. Capitol to be cleansed of Confederate statues, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said that they must go because their efforts were to achieve, quote, such a plainly racist end. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said on NBC's Today show that removing the statues is, quote, healthy expression of priorities and values. For those identifying historical figures with racist roots, who should be removed from public view because of their evil histories. Planned Parenthood's founder, Margaret Sanger, must join that list. In promoting birth control, she advanced a controversial Negro project, wrote in her autobiography about speaking to a Ku Klux Klan group, and advocated for a eugenics approach to breeding for the, quote, gradual suppression, elimination, and eventual extinction of defective stocks, those human weeds which threaten the blooming of the finest flowers. Of American civilization, end quote. Now I'm taking this information uh, right from Kristen Hawkins' editorial from the July twenty third, twenty twenty USA Today piece. And this section was titled "Sanger's Planned Parenthood Mission." In a 1939 letter to Dr. C. J. Gamble, Sanger urged him. To get over his reluctance to hire a full-time negro physician as the colored negroes can get closer to their own members and more or less lay their cards on the table which means their ignorance superstitions and doubt End quote like the abortion lobby today sanger urged dr gamble to enlist the help of spiritual leaders to justify their deadly work writing quote, we do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the negro population and the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members, end quote. In June 18, 2020, an open letter from 300 former and current employees of Planned Parenthood Good. noted that this organization still has a legacy of a toxic environment. Now in this letter, the authors said that, quote, Planned Parenthood was founded by a racist white woman. That is a part of history that cannot be changed. They also wrote that systemic racism, pay inequity and lack lack of upward mobility for black staff continues in the Planned Parenthood organization. That is right from people that work in that organization. So you can see folks, when you go back to the founding, you look at the root system of any organization and it will rot according to that root system, to that foundation, to that bedrock, which is founded on eugenics and Margaret Sanger's racist ideologies. Now, some facts about abortion and how it is racist is, although the African-Americans are only 13% of the United States population, they make up close to 40% of all abortions in new york city there are more black babies aborted than are born alive each year the abortion rate for black women is almost five times that for white women it seems to me that sanger's vision of ending black lives is coming to fruition so among those that advocate for the removal of statues signs and traces of our racist ancestors, it's just so hypocritical that Margaret Sanger and her legacy is not being erased. You know, abortion, 61 million abortions in the United States since 1973, 1.7 billion abortions worldwide since 1980 to justify murder. To that level is just unbelievable but as an educator I know that the leaders in my profession being well sadly the Union the National Education Association is also a huge advocate for abortion now you would think that that wouldn't be the case but it is the National Education Association has finally admitted What has been evident for years that they are unapologetically pro-abortion at their annual business meeting held in Houston on July 25th of 2019, the largest teachers union in the nation passed new business item 56, which states in part that the NEA vigorously opposes all attacks on the right to choose and stands on the fundamental right to abortion under Roe v. Wade. Another curiosity with this move is that the NEA is supposedly in the business of protecting the jobs of educators, yet is now publicly committed to a policy that ends the lives of future students in the womb. Now you would say, well, okay, well, aren't most educators far left in their belief system? Not at all, yet the NEA continues to push this hyper-partisan and far leftist view of abortion and a whole slurry of other issues. Now, here's an interesting thing. Education Week conducted a survey and the survey was uh, through a division of Education Week called the Education Week Research Center. And they surveyed a nationally representative sample of teachers, school-based leaders and district leaders about their politics and views on a wide range of K-12 issues. The 38 question survey was administered in September and October to 1,122 educators, including 555 teachers, 266 school leaders, 202 202 district leaders, and 99 other school or district employees. Now, here's what's interesting. When it came to educators' political orientation, 43% of the respondents Claim to be moderates, 23% claimed to be conservative, and 4% were very conservative. So that's 70% that did not consider themselves to be liberal. Only 29% considered themselves to be liberal or very liberal. So why does 98% of all NEA PAC money go to liberal candidates? Oh, interesting. Same reason I pulled out of the union was because they do not represent their constituents. This part of the survey asks, what is your party affiliation? 41% claim to be Democrat, 30% were independent, 27% Republican and 1% was a third party. So that's 57% that are either independent or Republican. No, Union members are not far left in their belief system. So why is it that the NEA pushes this the way it does? Now, I want to get into this Proposal 3 and why it must be voted down on November 8th. Folks, this is an unbelievably devastating policy to families, to children, and gives indoctrination a whole new meaning. So the Great Lakes Justice Center, which is a conservative justice center uh, made up of lawyers that protect fundamental rights guaranteed in our constitution, made up uh, among others of profess- Professor William Wagner, who is the president. Uh, He's an internationally recognized expert in constitutional law. Um, he has led amicus briefs in in front of the US Supreme Court. He authored briefs on behalf of various Christian organizations. He also authored written testimony, evidence, and briefs in such forums as the Swedish Supreme Court, the U.S. Congress, and the U.K. Parliament. Then you have David Coleman, who is senior legal counsel. Over 30 years of litigation experience, over 300 trials. Um, In 2008, the Michigan Supreme Court unanimously appointed him to serve as commissioner for the State Bar of Michigan. Stephen Coleman. He serves as the senior legal counsel and executive director of the Great Lakes Justice Center. And he is all about protecting religious liberty and freedom of speech. John Kane, who graduated magna cum laude from the University of Michigan Law School, where he served as executive editor of the Michigan Journal of Law Reform. Um, Erin Mercino, senior legal counsel. And she has authored numerous briefs before the United States Supreme Court both as a party and as an amicus curiae and has won and in in addition to her work before the United States Supreme Court she also litigated several cases before the United States Court of Appeals so this is a very reputable organization the Great Lakes Justice Center and I'm going to read word-for-word a review they did of Proposal 3 and If you listen carefully, you will see why this proposal must be voted down. So please listen as I read words um, from the mailing that was sent out by the Great Lakes Justice Center. Planned Parenthood, the ACLU, and other pro-abortion activists promote a ballot proposal, the Right to Reproductive Freedom Initiative. Proposal three, that if passed, creates a new unlimited and unregulated right to abortion at any time during pregnancy and an additional undefined right to reproductive freedom. This radical proposal is not solely about abortion, rather this poorly worded change to our state constitution creates additional new rights and invalidates numerous existing laws protecting women, children, and parents. Activists falsely claim the amendment merely places the US Supreme Court ruling Roe v. Wade back into effect. Nothing is further from the truth. If passed, the RRFI enshrines in Michigan's constitution, the most extreme abortion law in America, on par with China and North Korea. The expansive, vague and broad terms used in this new law are not defined. These new fundamental constitutional rights override any conflicting statute. The proposed amendment to Michigan's constitution will do the following. Number one, allows a minor child to have an abortion without the knowledge or consent of the child's parents. 2. Because of the all-encompassing exceptions, the amendment effectively guarantees the right to abortion at any time right up to the moment of birth. Further, it effectively guarantees the right to partial birth abortion and the right to terminate a child's life in the womb at any time based upon a child's disability, gender, race, or for any other reason. Number three, it overrides parental rights in directing their children's upbringing and education, especially in the area of sex education. Public schools will now have the legal right to refuse to inform parents about any issue relating to reproductive freedom and sexuality. Parents will no longer be able to excuse their children from sex education classes because minors will have their own fundamental right to reproductive freedom, separate and distinct from his or her parents. Number four, it creates a right for a minor child to procure a sex change via permanent and irreversible sterilization without the knowledge or consent of the child's parents. Five, it allows school clinics to provide contraceptives to children without the knowledge or consent of the child's parents. Six, It creates new sexuality rights based on reproductive freedom that would be elevated over all other fundamental constitutional rights. Seven, prohibits enforcement of criminal statutes against statutory rape and child sexual abuse, female genital mutilation, and other similar statutes. In other words, sex between a 12-year-old girl and a 45-year-old man will now be protected by this new right so long as the child consents. 8. It invalidates age of consent laws relating to reproductive freedom, protecting minors. There is no age limitation in the RRFI amendment. In addition, numerous other laws regarding bans on state funding of abortion, parental notification, parental consent, informed consent laws, 24 hour waiting period, etc., will all be invalidated. 9. Provides this new right to reproductive freedom to all individuals, including children. The word individual is not defined. All children are individuals. This new right intentionally and by design does not exclude minors. 10, elevates any type of sexual activity relating to reproductive freedom to the status of a fundamental constitutional right. This will include transgender rights and many other forms of sexual expression. Minors will be entitled to access puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, gender transition surgeries, and similar medical treatment as they all relate to sterilization and reproductive freedom. 11, creates a new, undefined anti-discrimination protection that requires government enforcement of these radical new fundamental rights. 12, abortions may be performed by any healthcare professional. The phrase healthcare professional is not defined in the amendment and is not limited to doctors. 13 protects abortion providers by prohibiting the state from penalizing, prosecuting, or otherwise taking adverse action against them. 14 prevents child protective service workers and other mandatory reporters from fulfilling their duty to report child sexual abuse because of the so-called consent of the minor. For example, If a school counselor discovers that a minor is having sex with her school teacher, the counselor is now prohibited from reporting such sexual abuse because the minor can claim she is consenting and exercising her new reproductive right. 15. It guarantees the right to reproductive freedom to all prisoners, foster children, and all individuals under the care of the state. The new amendment guarantees many new rights will be created by activist courts based upon this new autonomous right to, quote, reproductive freedom, unquote. Reproductive freedom is not limited to only the areas listed in the RFFI. This list is not exhaustive. What about gender reassignment surgeries, i.e. the sterilization of men and women and related medical care? The possibilities are unconstrained and endless. Proponents claim this amendment will not affect or invalidate other laws, yet, the Michigan Board of Canvassers disagreed and stated plainly in its summary of the RRFI that it will invalidate all state laws that conflict with the RRFI. The RRFI amendment will inevitably conflict with and nullify numerous laws unrelated to abortion, such as age of consent, statutory rape laws, parental notification laws, parental consent laws, screening to prevent forced abortions, health and safety requirements for abortion clinics, conscience protections for doctors, nurses who object to abortions, criminal penalties for prosecution, bans on human cloning, and numerous other laws because of this new, broad, vague, and all-encompassing right to reproductive freedom. The language in the amendment purporting to limit the unfettered right to an abortion to only pre-viability cases, essentially the first trimester, is a farce and is unenforceable. This limitation is illusionary. It claims to allow state regulation of abortion for post-viability pregnancies. However, it unequivocally states that if a healthcare professional determines an abortion is necessary to protect the physical or mental health of the mother, then the state may not regulate such abortions. These terms are intentionally not defined. Healthcare professional presumably includes nurses, counselors, and other non-doctors. A pro-abortion healthcare professional will obviously certify a mother's physical or mental health would be harmed unless an abortion is performed. This is a huge exemption that permits abortion on demand right up to the moment of birth. This exemption language makes any attempt to regulate post-viability abortions superfluous and to no effect. Despite the claims by RFFI supporters, this amendment will apply with equal force and protection to both adults and minors without distinction. Minors are indisputably individuals. Any restriction or regulation encroaching upon a minor's autonomous decision-making will be illegal. Any attempted distinction between the rights of minors and adults under the RFFI is not permitted by its plain language. The activist plan is to get this extreme, undefined, broad, and vague language enshrined in the Michigan Constitution and then rely on the courts to invalidate all the laws and other constitutional rights they deem to be an undue burden on this radical new super constitutional right to abortion and an individual's right to autonomous decision-making. Now, here is the action plan. We must all act to stop this extremely dangerous proposal. Here are some action steps. Pray. Pray for the defeat of this proposal. Activate church and other prayer chains. Speak. Talk to everyone in your circle of influence and tell everyone you know about this extreme proposal. It must be defeated. Send. Share copies of this fact sheet with everyone you know, a companion. Comprehensive issue brief is also available for sharing. You can find all of that on their website. Post any information you find on Proposal 3 and what it really means all the social media platforms and get involved. Be informed. And most importantly, vote on Tuesday, November eighth. Encourage everyone you know to vote no on Proposal 3. Encourage everyone you know to get registered to vote. Do not forget to vote for Constitutional, Rule of Law, Supreme Court justices and other judges on the ballots also this fall. This radical proposal is not solely about abortion, Rather, this poorly worded amendment creates new reproductive freedom rights and invalidates numerous existing laws protecting women, children, and parents. If passed, the RRFI will enshrine in Michigan's constitution the most extreme abortion law in the country. We must all act to stop this dangerous proposal. Well, thanks for stopping by. A very somber episode indeed, but folks, we need to make sure we vote We need to make sure we tell everyone we know what Proposal 3 really means and why it must be voted down. If you want more information, go to the Great Lakes Justice Center. They have a lot of really great information and a PDF file that can be sent on to all your friends. Thanks for listening and have a great evening.